And welcome to episode 163, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. I say 162, part three. We say 163. <laughs> yes. Ah, we're into the future. Ed, we've got to go back to the future. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I completely did, never told my Target story. There you go. You know what? Here's a little bonus material for you folks. Um, when Back to the Future was coming out in Blu-ray, yeah. again, for the 30th anniversary, they had the ultimate pack. I went and I pre-ordered my tar from Target because Target had this really nice limited edition steel book case. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the packaging of the normal stuff, but I was going to go, eh, all right. I was going to get it anyway. Mm -hmm. But when I saw the 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 steel book, I'm like, it's really sweet. It's got the DeLorean. It's really nice. Really, really nice looking. So I pre-ordered it. You know? Week comes by and they're like, okay, well, it's supposed to come out on the twentieth or the twenty first, and you know the latest you'll get it is the twenty seventh. You know if there's anything mm -hmm. coming. Yep. So I'm like, all right, you know, the day it's supposed to come out doesn't show up. I'm like, kind of hate that. I do kind of believe if you're pre-ordering a movie, you should get it on the day that it's supposed to be released. So you get first rights. I mean, you know, it's somebody yeah. who just goes to the website when it comes out and orders it. And yes. Gets it. Yeah. I do believe that if you're pre-ordering and you pay it in full. You should get it on the day that it's released. Mm -hmm. You know, not yeah. like some stores give it to you that day before. Just that that's that's a UPS thing. Yeah, but I do think at least on the day that it, it it's supposed to be there. You right. know, instead of being able to go to the store, it should be there on your doorstep. Yeah, you know. So a couple of days go by, nothing. I go. I, I don't have any emails or anything like that. So on the twenty seventh, I come back from work, nothing, not a thing. And I'm like, well, sons of bitches, I'm gonna go up to talk. I'm gonna have to go hit the website. Mm -hmm. So I go on Israel. I'm never ordering from Target ever again, mm -hmm. ever. I go on the website, and I go, okay, past orders. And they go, okay, well, here's your order, and it's on delayed. And I'm like, well, nice to tell me. And in order for them to continue on, they actually asked me to click here to confirm that you understand that it's being postponed and will continue on with the order. And I'm like, if I never went to that site, I never would have known. Mm -hmm. Like... And if I did, if I didn't click that button in a certain amount of time, they never would have sent it because they're like, oh well, apparently he doesn't want it now, so fuck him. Right. I never got an email or anything saying, hey, if you still want the order, you have to come to the website and click or just click here. Right. You know. So I hit the button. I'm like, obviously, I do want it still, like you fuckers. And I'm like, okay, well, what, okay, well, it's delayed. Expected to get it anywhere from November 9th to November 27th. I'm like. What the freaking hell, man? I was like, you know, you can curse on our show. Yeah, I know. Okay, I was like, I was making more of an impact. <laughs> I was in the Marty McFly mindset. Okay. <laughs> like, gee, Doc. I, I was like, what the hell, man? This is so unfair. I'm like, but you know what? I like, I like the steel book, and it's not like I was foaming at the bit, you know, chomping at the bit to get to watch. Back to the Future the moment it came out in DVD. Right. It would have been nice to watch like Back to the Future 2 on the, the 21st. Yes. Like, I'm sure most of the world did. Right. You know, I felt like a little like that, oh, by myself. <laughs> like, I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't do anything. I was like, I'm sure I probably could have fucking YouTubed it. Yeah. You know, or Netflix it. <laughs> but I wanted my own copy. Or, or, or catch it on a few stations that was running on. Yes, exactly. I'm sure there was just <laughs> many, many, many ways to catch it. So I'm like, well, I'm, I guess I'll just wait. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's not that big of a deal. As, as long as it's still packaging, because the only thing I really wanted. It was, yeah. you know, and the bonus disc, because it's three movies and an extra bonus disc. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. And I got it Friday. Oh, you did get it? Yes, I did. Oh, I thought you didn't get it. I know. I, I, what do you call it? I, I 
clicked on the DOK to get the postpone. I thought it was going to come at some point in November. Yeah. Right? I actually got it Friday. Oh, okay. I came home, and my dad was like, hey, uh, your package is here. I'm like, really? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, wait, it's now the 29th. It was the 30th of December. Yeah. I'm at 30th of October. 30th of December. Jesus. <laughs> the 30th of October. I'm like... We need to go back in time. Fairly. Well, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck happened between the 27th and the 30th that made you go, oh, shit, this guy really was. We better send it out. Like, <laughs> I was so like, wait, were you just like, what the hell? Like, I, I kind of expected, okay, well, there's probably a low in production because it's a limited edition steel book for yeah. Target. Maybe they over, you know, they, they <laughs> undersupplied it. What? I'm like, now I'm like, have to have to go to Target and see it like all over the place. Uh, it probably will be. Yeah. Probably will be. It's going to be so annoying because I'm sure I could have walked in the day that it came out and just bought it that way. Yeah. But I was kind of, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss out on it. Right. So I pre ordered it. Right. You want, you want that opportunity yeah. in your hands. You're Which like, is the reason why you pre order shit. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm looking because I'm going, wow, this is great. I mean, it looks good. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Um, I started watching some of the bonus features on the disc. Kind of, I'm going to be honest, a little light on the bonus features on that, <laughs> that, 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 that last disc. But I'm like, all right, there was this cute thing, and I'm going to spoil it. Doc Brown saves the world. <laughs> it's a new feature. It's, okay. a new, it's, a, it's like a little short. And it's, I don't know if you've seen the clip where they have, hey, Doc Brown has a, a message from you, and he pulls up, and he's like, the future's not yet set. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's um, in Doc Brown Saves the World, it's still in that laboratory. And he's in a secret location, and he's telling you, he's recording this, if, if I have done this, that the world is destroyed by 2045 because of certain things that are out in the world. Yeah. And he has to go into time to go get those articles. Okay. Okay? Those articles are the Mr. Fusion, uh-huh. the Hoverboard, okay, the... Um, um, the self-lacing sneakers, and there was one more thing that was predominant in the movie that... The clothes, the jacket? No, 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 it was something else. Um, shoot, I forget what it was. But it was, it was supposed to be like, uh, it, was, it, was not, it, was, it was all the stuff that they said that we should have, Yeah, and we don't. You know, and he was like, the reason why we don't have it is because Doc Brown had to jump through time to get all this stuff because all those stuff in combination destroyed the world in 2045. <laughs> He's like, flying cars? He's like, oh, we have to stop flying cars because, you know, what happened was is that because of flying cars, people just threw all their junk out through the window. <laughs> so there was nothing but mounds of trash on the ground and that caused this great big thing to go on and it was I'll, next Thursday when I come over yeah, I'll bring it over so yeah, you can watch I can it. see this it's like 10 minutes but it was I thought it was funny and cute like oh so you're justifying the reason why we don't have the hoverboards now is because Doc Brown destroyed them before they could be made because he needed to save the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like and I'm like alright alright you got me it's cute it's, it's like oh, look at you being all smart that's great you know and then uh but I was like, yeah, so I got it. And I was like, all right, yay. So there's my, there's, there's my target story. I was gonna supposed, supposed to tell it on the air, but I, I think we got caught up with Ed talking about Supergirl and then the walk down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But anyway, um, the reason why you're here, folks. Is for nerd news. It's for nerd news. Right. Or it's like, this is the reason why I'm spinning out my own show. That's right. This is the reason why you're going to be telling jokes for change. <laughs> Get used to this sound. It's time for nerd news. Let me shine the spotlight over here, buddy. 
Can, excuse me, sir. Can, can you please spare a dime? I'll tell you a joke for a dime. <laughs> Death by snoo snoo. <laughs> Huh? Like, oh, I'll be that guy. I'll just tell punchlines. Huh? Because he can? Huh? Wrecked oh, him. Damn near killed him. A good start? Huh? <laughs> a nun with a spear through her head? Or do you prefer a newspaper? <laughs> one, ba- one dead baby and five trash cans. <laughs> Just found out old punchline. <laughs> Grease on Olivia Newton John. <laughs> Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> Please, sir, can you spare some change? <laughs> Poker, I don't even know her. <laughs> I don't know. He's on third, and I don't give a damn. What? Oh, that's our shortstop. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, so uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the news. And we'll see you at the end. And we're back. You're listening to Geeks is Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. I beat you to <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. So, now, let's bring the show back to its roots with nerd news. Yeah. All right, take it away, Ed. All right. Um, Peter Pan, the movie that came out not too long ago. (laughs) Not just a movie, but also a suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like what all the critics did. Yes. They panned it. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes right themselves, folks. I'm glad you mentioned it that way. Why? Because a lot of movie companies, what they do now is is they go to China to kind of bring back their money. Right, yeah, because I guess China, uh, they love the Western cultural entertainment. Yes. Uh, movies and TV is our only source of export at yeah, this point. Yes. That's, All right. But apparently Chinese have passed on it as well. Wow. Yes. Um. Any reasoning behind it? Or? Well, the main reason is because there was a lot of there's a lot of movies out there right now that's out there that's going against Pan. That a lot of them are passing because there's so much other entertainment that we we're bringing to them right now that they feel that you know Pan's just not worth uh, uh, earning money from them. So uh, you know they they've earned about four seven hundred forty thousand dollars so far in in China. $700,000? $740,000. That's all they've made, you know, and uh, so, the, so you know, they say that it's grossed about $30 million, and, of course, the budget is at... I was going to say, I'm, I'm about to Google up the, what's the budget for it. $150 million. So, total they've made so far is uh, $63.8 million overseas altogether, and, of course, domestically, it made, uh, like, $30 million. So it's... Uh, so it's just shy of $100 million. Exactly. Yeah, that consider, that's considered a bomb. Yes. So that's, that's what they feel. I mean, it's, what's weird is the fact that, like, you get a $30 million movie that costs to make $30 million. That's a huge hit. That's going to get you a sequel. The If it doesn't perform well... Uh, uh, this is supposed to be, like, a pan-origin story, too. Exactly. Like, like I, I'm, I'm, my thing is like, why does Pan need an origin story? I, I was actually kind of curious to see this. I was thinking, 
I it didn't you know I didn't get out to the theaters and see this. I figured I'll pick you know pick it up on DVD. I'm a big Peter Pan fan, right? You know, since the, now now I'm like now now now. Well, until Netflix, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not even read. Wow. <laughs> Uh, based off of these numbers, it's like, wow, it's got to be really bad. I mean, it's got Hugh Jackman in it. So you figured that was yeah, going to be a... unrecognizable Hugh Jackman as the villain. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, uh, to me, it was like, all right, that's interesting take. Um, I, I don't, like... Uh, to me, it was like, if you're going to do a Pan story, why don't you do, like, a Peter Pan story, right. origin story? Like, like I don't know. It's just something about the way... That, like my, It's funny. My dad said it best. He's like, every time I look at that commercial... It always looks like there's too much going on. Yeah, like there's like a bunch of stuff that really isn't needed. Like I'm like I I like I don't know. You're, you're seeing a trailer. They want to show you the good stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, but the good stuff looks like a bunch of stuff just thrown together. Yeah. And then a reviewer that same day said, yeah, that shows the movie's got way too much, way too much happening for the audience, especially if it's supposed to be geared for a younger audience, right. to actually follow along. Right. And of course, they did have stiff confrontation. And France, the Little Prince. Japan's defective Conan, uh, Conan, Sunflowers in the Inferno, and of course Ant Man is still playing in China. Oh yeah, Ant Man's raking in the cash. Yeah, so those 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 are going against Pan right now, and that's part of the reason why it's hurting. Of course, a lot of critics, even in China, saying we no like. Yeah, we we no like this picture. We Pan Pan. <laughs> Get us now the Godzilla movie. <laughs> of course, though. Because of that, Joe Wright's uh, chance of directing the upcoming the film Emperor has been canceled because of this. Uh, Joe Wright was the uh, director for Pan, and they thought you know he was going to have a bright future, and you know they were looking to uh, give him other projects, uh, and that one's called The Emperor, so that is now uh, put on the squash. Basically, I, I, actually, I'm kind of curious about something because this seems to be a trend in Hollywood, yeah, where they give because Josh Trask had the same problem where. Very, very, um, not much in the way of um, product. Yeah. Like, you get one hit, or one really strong hit, and then with a low-budget movie, and then a studio a studio kind of goes, oh, because this small movie made a lot of money, we're now going to give you a lot of money right. to make a, a movie because you obviously know... What to do. Right. But the problem is the more money a company puts into a movie, the more they want control of that movie, of that product. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like Josh Trank, when he did um, Chronicle, he did it low budget. He came in under budget and it made a lot of money. That's because he had nobody kind of looking over his shoulder. Yeah. <clears throat> he had the like, creative freedom to kind of pick and choose what he wanted, how he wanted things done. But then when you gave him Fantastic Four, where it's a $150 million budget, that company's not going to be going, how are you spending my money? Yeah. Like, I don't like this look of this guy, or I don't like this kind of scene. I don't like, why are you making, you know, start changing this? Because yeah. you want to get paid, because apparently they also cut the budget, too, at some point. Mm-hmm. So at some point in line, someone went, okay, well, here's the money. Well, no, we, we either don't like what you're doing, so we're taking away more money, or... Because this money didn't make as much money, we can't give you more money. Right. You know. Right. The the estimated budget <coughs> that we give you, we can't give you now because this other movie flopped. Right. We needed that money. We needed that movie to make money in order to... We were trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. Exactly. I'm trying to think what, Joe, what else Joe Wright has directed. Um, okay. See, so he did Anna Karenina, mm-hmm. Hannah, 
the soloist, Atonement, Pride and Prejudice. Those were his movies. He's also did some TV, but not a lot. But I mean, a lot of those movies, like Anna Karenina, it's a period piece. It's, I don't, you know, budget wise, would probably just be costumes. Yeah. Um, Hannah, that was kind of an action, but I don't think that that wasn't a huge hit either. No. The soloist, that's the one with um, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and yeah. um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Where he's Jamie Foxx is the bum that plays cello. Yes. You know, uh, yeah. I gotta be honest, like I. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that's the thing. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, as 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 somebody who's as a director who has total creative control over something, I would be very nervous about like a a studio going going. Look, you know, you've had minor success with these movies. I think you'll do really well if you do Pan, you know, or you know, or or you have this idea for Pan, and you come into the studio right. and they're like, you know. Oh, you know what? We'll give you the $150 million well, budget. Well, I mean, here's the thing is like um, The Matrix. Yeah. You know, the, Co- uh, the Cohen, not the Cohen's, um, the Wachowskis. Yes. Before they could get the money to do The Matrix, they had to prove themselves that they knew how to direct the movie. So they did um, a movie just before it was a, it was a big hit. It was mm-hmm. um, um, Simple. I want to say sim- Blood Simple, I think. Might be wrong, though. But, uh, I can't remember what what they did. I, the first time I heard for them was in the Matrix. So. Right, but they did. Um, they did Bound. Okay. Yeah, you see, you've seen Bound with um Gina Gershon, Jennifer Tilly. Mm-hmm. And it was a like a, it was a good movie. Yeah. And then you know the movie made money enough for a studio head to go, okay, you guys know how to direct, you guys know how to write. Here's the money for the Matrix. We don't understand it, but here you go. Yeah. You know, so it's. I don't know. See, the problem with Hollywood is, is that you're only as good as your last project. Yes. So, like, that's the reason why, like, the director of Gem and the Hologram, he also directed the second G.I. Joe movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think you liked it, but it was way better than the first one. Uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just didn't like the whole, like, you know, like, brothers. And, well, that was uh, the first family. movie. Yeah. He did the sequel. He okay. did Retaliation, where they brought The Rock in. They killed off, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, Tatum Chaney's character. Yeah. Got a whole like, new crew. It was it wound up being a better movie, better than the first one. Yeah, it was a solid movie. Um, but I, I just don't like. So maybe that's how. But he is he directed Gem and the Holograms it's under like a low budget movie, low budget version of this movie, basically because mm-hmm. he didn't get a lot of money. And they were expecting. Oh, well, you know, I think somebody in the studio was expecting. You know, we'll give him a small amount of money because it's going to make bank and we're gonna be rolling in cash and no one went to go see it because they're like you took all the stuff out of it that made it gem in the hologram yeah so like now this guy's gonna be like well it's gonna be hard to find another job for him because his last movie was a flop yes trank's gonna have a hard time finding a, 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 a studio now because of the flop that was the fantastic four yeah, but then also too with with Trank though is all the stories you hear after the right fact, the behind know? the scenes stuff. It's yeah. gonna make him very difficult to work with. Or it's difficult to trust him with a budget. Same thing with actors though. I mean, like you're gonna find like you know you're only as good as your last project, like I said. So yeah. if you make a studio money, they're gonna want to invest in you again and put you into another movie. Yeah. But the moment that movie flops, they're gonna look at you sideways. Well, you didn't you didn't draw that crowd, so why should we hire you again? Yeah. It's tough. I mean, okay, yeah, you're on our contract with us, so fine. Like, well, you write out here's a shitty, here's a shitty script. Like, I always thought there was a movie with Danny Glover and Joe Pesci. It was the Gone Fishing movie. Yes, it was a shit movie. Yeah. It was horrible. 
I swear, I feel like that was a movie the two of them did just to get out of a contract with, with the studios. Yeah. Because they were like, because I, I honestly think that that's how, how I, at least I would work as an actor, would be like, okay, you want me to do this movie, this movie, or oh, I got a nice lucrative deal over here, a three-picture deal with Paramount, but I got one more movie left with Warner Brothers. I'm just going to take the first thing I say. Right. You know, and then so I can get out of the contract and they go, well, I'm trying to renegotiate, but I go over to Paramount. Paramount gives me, like I say, a five-picture deal. Three pitchers in, I'm hit after hit after hit. Fourth one bombs. They go, well, you got three out of four. You got one more movie left, so let's renegotiate your contract for this fifth movie. Yeah. And then Warner Brother kind of goes, no, we got we got a plan for you, but we'll give you X amount of money and a three-picture deal, a definite trilogy in this movie, no matter regardless of what it is. You know, and you're going, okay, I'm just going to take whatever movie they give me. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, as an actor, I would. that's how I would run my career. Like that, <laughs> that kind of like... Okay, well, if I'm a, if I'm a huge hit and people are going to throw more money and more money at me, I'd be like, all right, I'll do it. But let me just get this one done out of the way. See, this reminds me because you, you know how you talk about uh, like NBA two four two K fourteen or yeah. fifteen. You know now it's like actor two K fifteen. Yeah, you know, it's like I got this three picture deal with Paramount, but the third movie's not looking too good for me. I'm just going to make it flop. I'm going to do my best to make this the worst movie ever well, so I can get onto Warner Brothers' lot. and get Well, a- I, would, I would honestly act my heart out, but yeah. I wouldn't be uh, – you won't see me do a lot of press for it. Yeah. You won't do me like – you won't see my face attached to this project. And I'd be like, yeah, I did it. It was a paycheck. Like, you know, <laughs> like Michael Manson does, t- talks about that a lot. Like, you remember Michael Manson, he's the, um, he was Vincent, uh, Vincent Vega. Yeah. And, you know, always works with Quentin Tarantino. I saw it. I was listening to an interview with him, and he's like, basically, like, yeah, I did that movie because I needed to pay rent. Like, he's very honest about, I took that movie because I needed the money. Yeah, this movie is a hit. Yeah, I, I very rarely do I get to pick and choose what I want to do, but if I'm desperate and I need money, I take that movie because it's a quick paycheck. I remember Ice Cube after like he was kind of done. I could think done his singing career. He was talking about like, if you pay me a million dollars, I'll be in a movie because he was in Tank Girl, right? Right. You know, which was a, which was a pretty bad movie, right? But- I mean, I enjoyed Some it. Some people but, call it a classic. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But, you know, from the majority of them, people call that a flop. You know, right. like, I think. But that's the kind of guy he was. It's like, you pay me a dollar and I'll do whatever you want. Like I'll hey. be that dancing monkey for yes. you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Pan's not doing so well overseas. Yeah. All right. So, you won't see Pan 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of slumps. Oh, okay. Alien 5 apparently has made a major snag. What's that? Uh, the uh, Bloom Camp uh, announced the following twit, tweet or twit. Alien a is kind of... Tweet or twit? <laughs> You're a tweet or twit. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yes. But I'm pumped. <laughs> All right, what else? Alien is kind of holding... This is what he's tweeted. Alien is kind of holding uh, pending to Prometheus 2... So right. I should be working on other things as much as I love Zeno and Lieutenant Ripley. Um, apparently, uh, Ridley Scott is working on uh, Prometheus right, 2. Yeah, he's working on a sequel. I knew that. And uh, that, that he feels that, like, he's not sure how this is going. Like, they want to continue it on. Like, from Prometheus 2 finishes, they want Aliens 5 to, to hit. hit. Right, exactly, after that. I also think, too, they're probably just, I mean, obviously... I think you're going to have to wait anyway because it would be kind of difficult to have two alien movies out at the same time and be two completely different stories. Yeah. So they might go, okay, you know what? Ridley Scott gets first dibs because it is his creation. Yeah. It's his baby. So if he wants to do Prometheus too, and he's actually saying that this is going to be closer to an alien movie than Prometheus was. 
So you kind of have to take that into consideration. consideration. Right. Yep. And then you kind of have to go, okay, well, Bloomkamp, who's, who's every movie I've seen, is another guy. I, every movie he's done, I've loved. You know, from District 9 to, what do you call it? Um, Chappie. Chappie, Elysium. Yep. They're all great movies. I love them all. And I can't wait to see his version of Alien, what he's going to do with that show, with that, with that movie. Yeah. But I'm also going to go, all right, you know what? Let Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott right now is up to, up to bat. Yeah. Let him take his swing. Let him get his let him get a base hit or let him bring it on home. And then our next batter comes up. You know, they're still having the release date of 2017. May 30th, 2017 is the release date for Alien Paradise Lost. So it still could happen. You know, we're, we're, you know, it just depends. Still could happen. Or maybe they're just kind of, they're filming it now and just keeping it on the DL. Yeah, basically, you know, but as, as far as he consider, he's, he's putting it on hold right now. And All so right. Ridley Scott gets his work done right. and, and then he'll move on from there. All right. We have a translation. Once he's done principal photography, he's up and running. Yes. And you know, that could be depending on how Ridley Scott does his, his schedules, but we've known from past history that if he's not making a Lord of the Rings, so you're not looking at three years, you're looking at maybe like four or five months mm-hmm. before, you know, he principal photography is finished. Yep. And it's not like Sigourney Weavers are going to be in or not all, like it looks, it's going to be a completely different cast. So, right. Once he gets done principal photography, I think they're going to give him the green light to go and start doing his movie. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Either way, I'm still going to be seeing both of them. So, we. <laughs> all right. What else? Guardians of the Galaxy Two has made a, a new addition to the uh, cast. A new addition? Yes. Mm-hmm. Palm Clement Clementife. Okay. She's an unknown. Okay. Good. Obviously. All right. I'm glad about that. Um, you know, they're keeping it close to who she is, but. Deadline sources tell that, that the source may should be baby ping Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy Valon 2. You're like, who's Mantis? I don't have no, I don't read Guardians of the Galaxy, so All right, so neither do I. So, so I luckily they they put that little tidbit in here. Right, so I'm so gonna, who is Mantis? I'm gonna tell you. it's she first appeared in Avengers uh nineteen seventy three and uh she's a warlike race. Uh she you know, Mantis has ties to the Kree. A warlike race of, you know, of course, Ronan the Accuser right. from Guard for the first Guardian. She has connections with the Vision and Scarlet Witch, who arrive on the scene in, of course, at Age of Ultron. Right, and uh, the so that that she, she's going to be a part of that. The Klemikov is half Korean, and the character Mantis is half Vietnamese. So that's why she was selected for this. Oh, for this so role. it's one of those things where we got the right person for the right role. Exactly. All right. They got the right look, I guess, for her. I guess she got the right acting chops to do the role. I mean, because that to me has always been the thing is like, like, okay, yeah, you know what? If you want, again, going back to the You're Only Because Your Last Project, Mm -hmm. if you want a movie to succeed, you throw in as many uh, A-list actors as you can. Like, this is one of the reasons why I think most of uh, Exodus of Gods and Men was predominantly white cast because they were all stars. You're not going to get an unknown to play Moses and shell out uh, $200 million towards that movie right. on the back of an unknown, you're going to want to stack that deck to as close to much as your favor. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not people go and see it, that's a different story. You can't control that, but at least you can kind of control how that movie will be put out by saying, you know what? Uh, yeah, sure, we can't get this guy, but you know, here's Batman as Moses. <laughs> you know? All right, what else? All right. Uh, Nintendo unv- unveils uh, and then delays the first smartphone game oh really uh, yes apparently uh nintendo has it has, has an app that they were going to uh come out it was called um me me <laughs> boy 
I'm going to butcher this one. Mi Omito. <laughs> All right. And uh, basically, it's going to be your Mi that you would have. And basically, it was going to be communicating with other players of Nintendo on your smartphone. But you're also going to play Nintendo games based as the Mi. So you're going to be like a Mario's Brothers game. You're okay. going to play your phone. All right. Or a Zelda game, okay, you know, right, and so right. on, you know. And it's, it's time killer stuff. Right, exactly. But it's all Nintendo's base characters for right. this thing. But there's also have like an op dialogue, so you could like play games. So say like you have this app, you you know, you create your me and all right. and then all of a sudden like somebody in your neighborhood appears, creates, creates a, a me as well, you could have a conversation. You don't know who it is, you don't know Okay, that's a little creepy. It, where, they're, where they're from, but they don't know where you're from either. You know, it's still a, it's like the generic. Uh, yeah, but there's still that. There's that guy out there going, "Hi, what are you wearing? I'm just a core little boy. I like, you know, show me a picture of your pee pee. You know, <laughs> oh man, like I'm, I'm sorry, like, I would be real leery about you not having access to another person's information. You know. Well, they're, 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 I mean, their, their, their ideal world is the fact is, is that you can be socially active with, with people and become friends with them, like get to know them better, ask them questions, blah, blah, blah. You oh, know, what are you and, wearing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It just sounds, it just sounds horrible from, from I the mean, whole thing. I, you know what? I get the idea. I mean, it's, it's a social net. We live in a social network kind of world where, you know, like, I have Facebook friends who I've never met. Mm. I'll have conversations with them, like just not like oh, meaning of life kind of conversation. It was like, oh, that joke was funny. Like, yeah, that's great. And like you know, you like you like a comment, right? It's the extent of my friendship. I'm not or oh, look, I'm reading this person's problem online. This is a little creepy, but yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. Like, there's it's a casual friendship, but I don't know if I can carry that casual friendship into a gaming world. I mean, can't you know my, my girlfriend be like, you kind of met me that way, you know? <laughs> I was in Second Life, going around meeting people, talking to them, and but that was kind of designed as like yeah. a giant chat room. This is not like, hey, I'm playing Farmville, and all of a sudden my neighbor is you know streaking across my field, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think they have good intentions with the whole idea. Sure, it's Nintendo, they but uh, you know, it's like say. But, but again, it's like, you know, you, like you said, like the pedophiles can just really yeah, just break same... in the problems yeah, with I mean, this. Nintendo's having enough problems already with the Wii U. They're trying to, you know, they're they're happy being in third place, I guess you can kind of say. Yes. But when you're third place in a party of three, it's kind of, it's got to be a little disheartening. So you're always trying to think of the next big thing to kind of overtake. And they're like, okay, you know what? We don't, we can't do really so well in the console market. So let's see if we can kind of dominate the app market because everyone loves our handheld unit. Mm -hmm. So what if we give them games where they don't need to shell out $200 for a handheld unit because they already got a $600 phone? Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? I kind of see the business plan there. I do. You get your business, you get your name out there, you get some really cool games, and then you go... Oh, you know what? Nintendo's a good thing. Let me go buy a 3DS. Yeah, let me let go me, buy Wii U. Let's face it. I mean, like the hardware, the, 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 any company will tell you they don't make hard, they don't make their money in hardware. Right. They make their money in software. Right. I mean, that's where that's where it all comes down to. Their games that they're developing for the system. And if there's something already out there, like your iPhone or your Android phone or your tablets or whatever, and they, you know, you get a Nintendo game, it's like, wait, I don't have to buy a new 3DS 
yeah. XL3 or whatever, yeah. XL2, and, and spend all this money and then buy all these games again because maybe this one won't be, won't be backwards compatible. Like, you right. know, like your PS4 to PS3, it's like, like you can't like play old games right. again, stuff, you know, along those lines where it's kind of nice, where it's like, okay, it'd be great. But I, I just, I just don't feel like if you don't have that expensive phone, because that, this, this is where I, this uh, is, you know, I, I don't spend a lot on technology. Right. You know, because like either I get somebody hands me an old piece of technology they don't want anymore. Right. Or I eventually buy it because it's so old and out of date that it's just right. like, yeah, yeah, it's a perfect Every, price. Everyone has one, so that's why we're selling it at half price. Exactly. That's when I sneak in and scoop it up. Right. You know, I'm I'm not the early adapter, I'm the wait and seer, you know. I, I'm the guy who waits at midnight releases for systems. You're the guy who waits like five years later when you can buy two for one or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And and for me, it's just like 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 my phone, like like the Star Wars app came out, and you showed me how great it was yeah. and how awesome. It, was. it doesn't work on my phone. Oh, sorry. You know, and and I'm I'm wah, like, wah, wah. I'm like contacting like, hey, this doesn't work for my phone. It's an Android phone. It's a Galaxy. You know, like why like, is this working? Because you, know? you got an old phone. You got a piece of shit phone. It's it's a Galaxy Lite, and it's not in a Galaxy S five right. or you know whatever. So it's like okay, you know what? I, I I'm out. Like I can't. There's I can't enjoy believe that. it or not. I you know my iPad's old. So I, there's some games that are coming out now. Like I can't play the Fallout Shelter free to play game mm. because it won't work on my app. It crashes, crashes on my iPod. Now my iPad. Now I pr- they do have an Android version, and I was thinking about getting it from my phone. But I gotta be honest, I don't really play games on my phone. My phone is designed to talk to people, message my girlfriend, and look at Facebook. Yeah, that's it. And I don't need that super cool. Like okay, I have I have the Droid Turbo. Yeah. Right, I saw a commercial last night. That I can get up to three hundred dollars on this phone if I upgrade to the Droid Turbo Two, <laughs> and the only reason why is because it's got shattered resistance glass now. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, Dad's like, you already have one. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I know. I'm like, <laughs> and there is a part of me that goes, you're right. I don't need it. It's a phone. I I love my phone. And then Dad was like, wait, go back a little bit. He's like, up to three hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, we only paid a hundred dollars for up to upgrade this phone. I'm like, you go go to Best Buy and see if they can get the deal. I'm like, <laughs> so even after he tells me, no, you don't need that phone. All of a sudden, it's like, well, wait a sec, we might get a good deal out of that. Let's go see if we can get that phone. We're <laughs> very You know, I I mean, and the only reason why is it's make two hundred dollars on the deal. If I could, well, up to three hundred. So if they yeah. go, oh well, your phone's only worth a hundred. I'm like, all right, I broke even yeah. out of it. But they go, hey, you're two hundred. You know, well, we'll give you two hundred dollars for that phone. I'd be like, oh, sold, motherfucker, because I only paid out a hundred bucks. Woo! Yeah. Like, you know, I'll find to update my phone. But everyone's just kind of looking at me, kind of going, why? It's, it's the same, almost the same phone. I'm like, not really. It doesn't have shatter resistant glass. If I dropped this out of a window, it would probably be, you know, it would shatter. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you really? T- I don't abuse my phone that badly, but yeah, I, I have been dropping it lately. Which has kind of got me worried. <laughs> That's another reason why I'm, the commercial was one of those like, Psst, dude, you've been getting your butterfingers lately. I think it's time. Look what we have for you. It's new. It's shiny. <laughs> Shattered resistant glass. Remember that scene in Die Hard? Shoot the glass. Could never happen with this phone. So you could run through that building barefoot. <laughs> All right, what else you got there? Uh, Stan Lee has just cast our next major female movie superhero. Okay. Stan Lee is... Cameo girl. <laughs> Stan Lee has just created another new comic hero 
to and of course win the diversity, it's going to be a Chinese hero. Okay. The Hollywood Reporter has just informed that a new film entitled Realm, which is based on the original idea by Lee. Okay, so he basically said, "Hey, Stanley, you got an idea for somebody? Yeah, uh, Chinese superhero. <laughs> yeah, let me let me like, Chinese... go through my list of things here. <laughs> he rolls. Oh, on. there we go. Rolodex. Oh, I got something. Here you go. How about this? No, he's got an app on his phone that has like male, female, superhero, like all these different genres, and he hits a button. It's like a random gen- generator. He's like, uh, Chinese superhero named so and so. It sounds great. Female too. All right." You said you said Stan. We now make we build it. All right. So what's his superhero? Is it like a superhero? Is it a movie that's going to tie into a book, or is it a book that's going to tie into a movie? It's it's going to be a movie. I don't know if it's going to be a book or not. I'd be honest. Oh, with you. Okay. So it's not even a, not even a comic book. There's no source material. Yes. At all. To, so Just no something one... that Stanley has Stanley. written, and you know, as a, probably as a script, and go. Hey, here. you know what'd be good? A female superhero. Chinese Excelsior. <laughs> Stan has said it, so let it be. Shall read. Stan has written it, so it shall be done. <laughs> yes. uh, I, yeah, all right. The realm will star Lee Bingbing in all the right. title role. Bingbing has put together a strong resume. Of course, he, she was in Marvel's uh, Michael Bay's Transformers: Age of Extinction. She was. She was Ada oh, Wong. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. I know she was. She had. Uh, she was Ada Wong in Resident Evil Retribution. Very sexy. Woman too. Okay. The Ada Wong was hot. I didn't see that one yet. You didn't see that one? No, I didn't see oh. Reptures yet. I have to catch up on my uh, on my Resident Evil films here. Uh, yes, and uh, the of course the screenplay will be written by Alex Lip Lipvac. Nice Jewish boy. Yes. All right. <laughs> and uh, Chris' previous scripts will uh, Paul W S Anderson from the Three Musketeers as well as Predators. So he was he apparently he was working on it, but now it's going to go into Alex's hands to work on. And of course, what it's about, we don't know. But uh, you know. I'm going to say it's about two hours long. Oh, oh! all right. Oh all right. man, if the trailer looks good, I'll go see it. All right, all right. What else you got? Harry Potter star might be coming to TV in a comic book show. What was that? Harry Potter star might come to TV in a in a comic book show. Who? Uh, Rupert Gint, Grint. Did I mispronounce his name? I don't know. It's Ru- I know it's Rupert. Rupert Grint. It's, oh, what do you call it? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's Ron. Ron, Ron Weasley. Yes. All right. Yes. Uh, uh, Grint is attached to a comic theme project that's brought to you by NBC. Okay. The yet to be unnamed project has been ordered to, to be put out a pilot. So, of course, they're working on the pilot right now with Rupert Grint in the story. Uh, he will play uh, he will play in the guy named Rupert that works in a New York City office. <laughs> He's a stretch for him. <laughs> I guess he I guess he was tired to tire of Ron. <laughs> um, and he finds out his father has was was a uh, comic book writer. But not only that, they you know, he wrote comic books that these superheroes were real. And uh, he's, you know. Oh, no, no, I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. I'm, I'm just kind of like, wait, so because the plot sounds vaguely familiar. Does it? That's why I'm saying it's, it's okay. He has, um, he's a kid, works at a comic book store. No, he works in a New York office. He works in an office. He's kind of like a schlo- everyday normal office dude. Yes. 
His father wrote for comic books. Yes. And then he discovers that the comic books that his dad wrote are actually about real people. Yes. Okay. All right. It sounds just... There's. It sounds vaguely familiar. I'm just saying. Meh. Like, I, I know that I... <laughs> sounds like you something you've seen before. <clears throat> it does. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. I mean, we've seen variations of almost everything in television and movies. And if it's done right, you kind of ignore it. But when it's done bad, everyone goes... Oh my god, it's just like that. Yeah. Like at Avatar. Avatar is basically po- Pocahontas with cats. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, but they did it well, so you kind of ignore the fact that it's Pocahontas yes. with cats with a little bit of aliens mixed in with the whole giant mech, mech thing shooting up the place. So, uh, all right, you kind of let it slide. Okay. But this one, though, I don't know. It sounds really familiar. Uh, I don't know. Okay, all right. Silvio Horta. It has the writing credit for the uh, f- for this project, and uh, yeah, so it's going to be uh, right. it's going to come out soon. They don't say they don't know when, but uh, <laughs> apparently it's moving forward. So uh, look forward to that in your television on NBC soon. You'll see it. Uh, we'll, we'll see it and we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll check it out obviously because I'm a sucker. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something vaguely familiar about that plot. I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little like looking behind the scenes. I want to say it's cl- it c- closely resembles the book that I'm reading, the, the book that I've read, the Necromancy series. Not mm. the Necromancy, the Geekomancy series. Um, because our lead character lives in a world and she's a barista. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes that in our world, all the stuff that we've loved throughout childhood is actually real. Like there's demons and there's goblins and stuff like that. And the way to fight them is by, like, you have, let's say you have a lightsaber from, you know, the memories that you have of playing that lightsaber mm-hmm. powers that okay. lightsaber. So it, it gives you the strength of being able to wield a lightsaber and the the abilities to kind of, if you watch, let's say, um, all the Star Wars trilogies over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. you absorb the nostalgia and the, the pop culture value of that movie into yourself to be able to learn how to only temporarily learn how to wield a lightsaber proficiently enough to be able to get yourself out of a jam let's say okay kind of reminds me of that though a little bit like i yeah. I, I don't know like i have to do yeah all right anyway what else you got in there uh you well you know ghostbusters is coming out with an all-female cast yes i also okay. heard that bill murray is making a cameo yes all right okay if there was another movie series that you think, you know what, it'd be interesting to see an all-female cast, is there any movies that would come to mind? An all-female cast? Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I'll, give, I'll throw you some hints, see if, okay. see if you can get... It was, it was made... It was, a, it was a trilogy. It was a trilogy? It was a trilogy, yes. It was a... It was a... What was a male-dominated cast? Was, I mean, I would like to see, like, a, maybe a... Obviously, a gender-bender twist on the A-team. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I mean, I know they're trying to do one with the Expendables, but uh, all right. yeah, uh, well, well, it was a trilogy. It's a trilogy. It was an all male cast. Okay, okay, and it started in uh, Vegas. Ocean's Eleven. Yes, and they're trying to do an off chick version. All chick version of Ocean's Eleven. Um, how do you think? My first question. This is one of those things where I actually had to go. Why? Like I'm, I'm curious to know why, who in the like I don't. It's not a terrible idea, All right? I don't think it's to me. It's not a bad idea. It mm-hmm. just seems to be 
a forced idea. It's like a forced, like, hey, you know what? People bitch and complain about not enough female lead roles. So now let's start doing stuff purposely with females in it to kind of show. It's like that fake, that fake friendship that you, you have like throughout the years where you kind of like you're friendly with somebody, but you kind of don't really want to do it. Yeah. That's kind of like how I feel Hollywood's handling this stuff. It's like, well, a new report making the rounds indicates that Sandra Bullock may be the front all-female cast in all Ocean's Eleven spinoff. And if she had a hit with this movie, yeah, maybe. But now because that movie technically bombed, yeah, I don't think I'll, you're gonna find that fall on the wayside. You, you, you might be right. I'm not. I'm not going to to uh, argue that point with you. But uh, apparently, apparently, it's more of a speculation. Yes. But apparently the you know, the creator of Ocean's Eleven, uh, I just had it here, and I think oh uh, Steven uh, Soderbergh, okay, and uh, the legendary producer Jerry uh, Wine Weintraub Weintraub Weintraub, thank you, uh, who will produce the two thousand and one movie, had a meeting about this, and apparently it's going to go forward. Like there, there, there's. And okay, well, first it's and then Clooney's going to get an ex- executive producer. Yeah, well, because he had an executive producer on the other ones. Yes. Um, like I said, I love the Ocean's Eleven movies. I yeah. love them. They're great. I don't care what anybody says about them. That, to me, is definitely like one of those, hey, I got nothing. Let's watch. Ocean's Eleven makes me smile. makes me chuckle. You know, especially knowing that the majority of the people on that screen are friends in real life. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those times where you only get to hang out with the people you hang out with. Yeah. It'd be like, hey, Ed, uh, let's do a movie together. Because I don't get to see you through the course of the year because you're busy off doing something else. Yeah. It's kind of like how we do the show. Yeah. I don't see you mo- mostly all week. And we come and do the show. We get to hang out, catch up, have a few laughs, and then bang, we go our, we go our separate ways and do it all over again every week. It's kind of like what I feel like the Ocean's Eleven movies were. Okay. Where like Brad Pitt and George Clooney are like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. We're going to make a movie? Sure. <laughs> you know? What we'll do if we're going to make a movie, we're going to make it with everybody else. Like we're going to call you know Matt Damon because I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. And, you know, Julia Roberts, I want to see how she's doing because I haven't told congratulations on the kids. You know, yeah. like, all right, we'll make a party out of it. Like, the only thing missing from the Ocean's Eleven series was Angelina Jolie. Yeah. You know, because it was like they kind of all know each other, which is a party I would love to be at, by the way. Yeah. You know, hang out with those guys. Anyway, <laughs> um, so if they want to make a female version, fine, because they kind of made, they relaunched the male version. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, do I think it's going to do well? Probably. Like, I'll go see it if it's interesting, but I don't know about the whole. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I, I applaud them for for making an attempt like this because it, it, this is a major overtake that you have to do, especially the success of those three movies. I mean, you would have to really give something that's going to wow the it's audience. It's got to be different, but it also it's going to be different. It's just and but yet the same. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of tough to do. Whether they're going to just rehash the first movie. Like, where it's going to be 11 girls, you know, 11 women, however you want to phrase it, rob a, you know, con a person out of it. Yeah. Uh, without using sex as a motivator. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm interested. But again, like I said, it just, it just, so always whenever they come out with like, hey, here's an all-female version. Or like, um, James Olsen. You know what? Maybe he was the best actor for the role. Yeah. Maybe he was. But sometimes I feel like in the back of my head, there's always like this and minor, not conspiracy, but it seems like this, this now modern business plan that there's a scumbag guy in a suit saying, you know what? We need to start hiring, you know. We got to be more diverse. We got to be more diverse. Characters. So I'm not saying, I'm not going to say affirmative action and acting. Yeah. I'm going to say it's more like, well, 
we're going to now hire a black guy to play James o- Jimmy Olsen specifically because he's black. You know, we're going to find the best black actor out there to play this role, but we got to make him black because normally he's white. I don't, I don't, it doesn't really bother me that he's black. I don't, it doesn't bother me either. I just don't like the, the, the way he portrays the character. Like, I still want that 50, like, Gee Willikers, you know, <laughs> like, I want that nerdy, you know, guy. Like, you I don't, don't care. want Billy D. Williams. Of, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, let me just ask now. There's few only once, there's <laughs> only once movie man in the galaxy, and it's Billy D. That's right. Um, yeah, all right, whatever. I mean, I'll go, like I said, if it looks interesting, I'll say it. But all right, what else you got? Uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead has been already renewed for season two. Wow. Yes. Wow. I, I just saw one episode, and apparently, started... every people have seen episodes, and they're uh, floored. They're they're like, wow, uh, they can't wait. Started started this started yesterday, past Saturday, this mm-hmm. past Saturday, and it was phenomenal. It was everything I wanted in an Evil Dead movie, and in a half hour bite. And I can't wait for next week's. Like I am, I wish this show was on Netflix so I could watch the entire series like, yeah. right now. So yeah, so a lot of lot of a uh, lot of people have enjoyed it so much. Then there's a lot of buzz going through stars. That... And Lucy Lawless looks gorgeous. She does not look like she's aged a day. I mean, yeah, she looks like she's aged, but I mean, like she's aging gracefully. And she's actually signed for season two already. All right, so, yeah. So you're gonna see more of her. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right, what else you got there, Ed? Uh, You know what? We didn't talk about this in the first hour. We saw Jurassic World this past week. Yes, we did. Apparently, it has made a ton of money, ridiculous amount of money in home video. How ridiculous, Ed? How ridiculous? It made $82.6 million. You're shitting me. I shit you not. Wow. So it's a major success. Wow, it's- that's that's... That's wow. Like I've never that is so big they actually had to make a news announcement about it. Yes. Like that's pretty damn good. You know, and they're not even counting like the red box rentals. They're or... just saying people who walked out and bought it. Yes. All right. Well how many how much money has it made? Eighty two point six million. All right, hold on for a second. Let's do the math. Let's let's do the math. Let's do let's get pull out a calculator. Take off your shoes. Let's do some counting. Eighty two and and granted, like this is this is since Tuesday. I'm just saying one, two, three, one, two, three. That's uh eighty two point six million. Mm-hmm. Divide that by twenty bucks. Yeah. You know, okay, right, the average right, price yeah, yeah. is that means if my calculations are correct, Ed, and they probably aren't, <laughs> four million one hundred and thirty thousand units have been sold. Yes. Yeah, that's actually kind of that's plausible. Yeah, that's plausible. All right. Um, wow. Now they do say that, that of course they the digital copy did come out first, like earlier this month. Right. So people bought digital digital copies, but that was the same price as, as the uh, right as yeah. releases. So they you know they but they don't know which one was more whether it was the digital you who know bought who more right exactly. We don't know if it's digital copies versus the actual or if somebody double dip bought the digital copy and loved it so much they went out and bought. The DVD or the Blu-ray, DVD. yeah. Because sometimes I always think like the digital copy is just the movie. Like you're owning just a digital copy of the movie, and you go, "Oh my god, I love this movie so much." Then you buy the physical copy because of the bonus features. Yeah, you want it. You definitely want to get that more uh, in know. there. Yeah, all right. Okay, what else you got there? Right? Well, I mean, I got a couple more stories, but I really want to end on this one. Where since we're close to the end, I, I wanted to okay bring this one home. All right, since it's our third year anniversary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The first story we talked about three years ago was 
the purchase of Star Wars. <laughs> okay, it's actually kind of timely. Yeah. I mean, because you got the new Star Wars movie coming out. Um, we are our first, our, our our first, yeah. Well, we are. It was our super secret Star Wars yep. episode. Episode zero was about the purchase of Star Wars. Right, Lucas Arts being purchased by Disney for four billion dollars. For four billion dollars. Now, back then when we were talking about it. We were pretty much talking about our asses because neither of us had pulled the article up. You just read it online. I read it online. You, you our... gave you gave the gist of what it was, and we just went with it. We just we just yeah. We yak, just talked yak, about yak, like, yak, yak, away. We talked about what possibilities were there, and and like like I know yeah okay. So uh, apparently the uh, you know I, it was it was purchased for four billion dollars. And uh, they've been actually after Lucas for a year and a half to uh, to to work this all this deal out. So it took a long time. It wasn't just like all of a sudden it's like, well, it's not like hey Lucas. George, you want to sell it for a billion? So it's yeah. not like he woke up one morning and went, oh wait, wait, who's on the phone? Mickey Mouse. Wait, you want to buy Star Wars? How much? Four billion? Sure, why not? I got nothing else to do with this. Yeah, all right. So he, he felt Lucas felt that he wanted to pass this on for future generations. And he thought Disney was the perfect outlet. For Tran- this. Translation: He got tired of people bitching at him for the shitty episodes one, two, and three. Yes, he got tired of it. He, I think, he even saw him in an interview. He was kind of like, I, "I don't know, I can't win with you people. Like, yeah. like, fuck you. Here, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Here, give it to Disney. You want homogenized? Here's Disney. Yeah, you know, yeah, all right." Uh, okay, so of course, though, the purchase did include all of LucasArts. So, uh, uh, the, Indiana Jones? Not the Indiana Jones, but the, right. the companies themselves. Skywalker Sound, uh, you know, LucasArts. The computer division? The computer division, the, okay. the video game division. All that was purchased through Disney. So right. they absorbed everything that was Lucas okay. through that. So that's that's how it came up. Now, of course, though, Lucas did was kept on as a creative consultant. So basically, yeah. hey, George, <laughs> we want to create this character. Back, back then, it was creative consultant. Now, he ain't creating shit because it went to because all his ideas for episode seven. They went, yeah, we're not doing that, old man. Yeah. No, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. No so one cares. Midichlorians, what's that? Go away. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they felt that, you know, George felt that. You know, basically, like, this was his kind of final hurrah. He was going to retire. He was 68 years old. 68, $4 billion in his pocket. He can just sit back on his ranch and kind of go, I did that. Yes. No, <laughs> never have to worry about a thing ever again. Lots of those nerds go somewhere else. Yep, so. he's like, you know what? Get off my lawn. <laughs> yes. No, you don't get to see the prototype Yoda. I gave it all to Disney. Go bother the fucking mouse. <laughs> he's down there. I, I live here. He, yo, you want, he's usually in Florida. Right. Sometimes he's in California, but just go away. This buyout, though, of course, is only the fourth largest deal that Disney has made. They're, 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 it's behind $19.7 billion, $7.6 billion, $5.2 billion are the, the top three. And they are uh, Capital Cities ABC in 1995, okay. Pixar in 2006, and Fox Family in 2001. Were okay. Three, were the three? Uh, were three? How much did they buy Marvel for? Uh, you know what? Marvel is in here somewhere. Uh, Marvel they paid. Shit. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Marvel. Marvel was uh, back in two thousand and nine, and three point nine six. So almost four billion. Yes. So it seems to me like four billion is the, the the number that you need to get Disney to pay out for. Yes. Um. 
All right. Disney. Anybody anybody that works for Disney that's listening to this show, I give you full rights to Geeksters if you pay Ed and I $4 billion. <laughs> We're selling it for $4 billion. We'll split the $4 billion. That's what I'm saying. Uh, $2 billion for me. $2 billion. I'm counting you in on that. Okay. I'm not saying $8 billion for No. I'm saying $4 billion. In fact, uh, we'll go... Three point eight billion. How's yeah, that? Yeah. That's a steal. Compared to you, it's, it's cheaper than you bought Marvel for. Yep. and it's definitely cheaper than you bought Star Wars for. So there you have it. And we'll we'll be a creative consultant. Yes, I Ed and I will just sit in an office and just you just throw pitch pitch ideas to us and we'll go. Yeah, that sounds good. Or we'll pitch ideas to you. We don't even care if you even take them. Yeah, I'll just be like, yeah. Um, this time I want uh, Geeksters to have a mascot. <laughs> you know, I want him to be a, a a cute little cuddly teddy bear with a hockey mask and a and a spike through his head. And you can go, you're crazy. We're not doing that. I'm like, okay, ching. I'm still cashing that check. So yes, those people. If you know anybody, okay, audience, I'm, I'm counting on you. If you know anybody that works for Disney, that can get this message to them, tell them this show is for sale. For $3.8 billion. It's a steal. 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 You can have it all. The whole kit and caboodle. You have wordswithgeeks.com. You can have uh, word, um, Geeksters Radio Facebook page. You can have the Geeksters Radio Twitter. You can have the Geeks- Instagram. Instagram. You know, you can have it all. Wordswithgeeks.com. Yours. Sean at wordswithgeeks. Yours. All of it. $3.8 billion. That way, Ed and I could just drive off into the sunset. And the only, only thing we require out of you guys is that we still get the rights to do the spin-off shows of a very special spoilerific version of movies. There you go. All right? So that way, like when Star Wars comes out, you and I get first dibs on the podcast. There you go. You know? All right. I'm in. We'll be, we'll be under the corporate blanket. We'll be, we'll be, the mouse will be our boss. <laughs> I really don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> Work is like a slave. But they did predict the fact that episode seven would be out coming out in 2015. All right. Which was, you know, pretty, pretty spot on. And that the fact that Disney XD would have a TV show within, awesome. within before the. Yeah. Cause it's Disney. They, they, what Disney wants, Disney gets. Yes. And right now, Disney wants Geeksters for $3.8 billion. That's right. I'll drop it down. You know what? That's 3 billion. How's that? Three billion. There you go. Not even in five minutes. I've already dropped the price. That's a steal. Three billion dollars. Everything must go. Everything must go for three billion dollars. I'm telling you, you're getting a whole kit and caboodle. McGuire rookie card. I'm telling you, you get the whole thing. You get the show. You get the soundboards. <laughs> you get the business cards. Everything. Three and a half billion dollars. <laughs> and if you act now, you can save 20%. We'll drop it down to three billion dollars. <laughs> you call in the next five minutes. Call in the next 24 hours. <laughs> Email us at ed at wordswithgeeks.com or sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Three billion dollars. This whole organization can be yours. Real cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a steal. Every penny. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, what else did they predict? Anything else? Um, you know, that's just just that they wanted to do. Basically, they said though they were like episodes eight and nine. They were going to do like every three years. So that, I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule on that because they're going to come out with episode eight. Uh, well, they want to do like every other year. Every other year, like, like sevens this year, Rogue One's next year. Uh, episode eight, they want in. 2017. 2017. That could change. They probably want to do like maybe like um, a Star Wars movie, then the two spinoffs, and then another Star Wars movie, like one every year. Yeah. And so that way they can kind of go, okay, well, here's episode eight, and it winds up being three years. Like you'll see, you know, trailers for it in like 2017. Yeah. All right. And of course, a lot of a lot of uh, critics have said that you know with Disney they can go anywhere with this. They were talking yep. about merchandising parks, merchandising, merchandise. It's Star Wars, the flamethrower. <laughs> Kids will love it. <laughs> Star Wars, the cereal. Star Wars, the t-shirts. You know what's funny is I was I was food chopping this week and I saw Star Wars, the cereal. Uh-huh. Star <laughs> I'm like, Wars. I can't believe they actually did this. Star Wars, the cereal. You get your dark side with Darth Vader and you get your light side with Yoda. That's exactly what's in the box. I know, I know, because I bought the uh, Darth Vader one. <laughs> I did. They were pretty good. <laughs> Star Wars. Star- I was like, I'm looking like, I need this. <laughs> and I was like, put it down. <laughs> Star Wars, the breakfast cereal. <laughs> Only you. Oh, what tastes good to dog side? Frosted oats and milk. <laughs> Star Wars, the cereal. Star Wars, the sneakers. <laughs> Star Wars. Now, I don't know if you've seen it or not, us, Star Wars has made an exclusive deal with Under Armour. <laughs> yes. I now, Under that. Armour, Star Wars, the Imperial Collection t shirt. <laughs> I actually kind of like one of their shirts, though. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, no, they Under Armour, these fuckers, they signed on The Rock to be their spokesperson. Yeah. And then they get the Star Wars deal? Hoi! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got anything else, Ed, in that article? <laughs> Sorry, I'm still, still laughing. Star Wars series. Star Wars! The condom! <laughs> I am not your father! <laughs> that old gag. <laughs> Star Wars earmuffs! You too can look like Princess Leia! <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else there, Andy? Because now we're going to wrap it up. I think we should wrap it up All here. Right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. It's been a hell of a three years. Here's the three more. Waka waka. All right. Anyway, if you want to, if you enjoyed the show, go to our Facebook page, Facebook Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. You know how to find it. Or you can go to our uh, Instagram, which is Geeksters Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Oh, what else am I missing? Uh, that's pretty much it. You got it all there. All right. But catch us every night, Sunday night live from 6 to 9.30 Eastern Time on AquanetRadio.com. Tune in. iTunes Radio and iHeartRadio. Just, Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. There you go. Uh, but if you want to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, you can contact us at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, just contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. See you next week, folks. And we're back, folks. Yeah. Hey, for those of you who have been playing the home game, listen to this.
No, that's not him masturbating. No, that is what's left of the gallon of Gatorade that I started off the show with. Wow. Now, uh, it's down to like down to like the bottom. I'm gonna say about eight ounces, maybe. Left, yeah. You know, uh, don't no. People are going, oh my god, he's gonna drown himself. That's water. <laughs> and I've been stretching this out for since six o'clock, so four hours. Yeah. So I think I'm fine. Yeah. I don't feel woozy or anything like that. You know. <laughs> Though my pee tastes funny. <laughs> I didn't know you were tasting it. <laughs> well, it comes out in that same lemon lime kind of flavor. I, I wonder if I could reuse this. I wonder if I could reuse it. Here, give me some crushed ice. <laughs> no, my pee's now day glow. <laughs> 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 it's gonna go neon. <laughs> Glow in a dark pee. Oh, he's finishing it, finishing it, finishing, and he's done. Wow! <laughs> mm, Holy smokes! It's a gallon. Four hours. Five and a half hours. Five and a half hours. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't trying to break any records. Just, yeah, we'd be close. <laughs> not no damn near near it. Wrecked them, damn near killed them. <laughs> Though it's funny, I'm still thirsty. No. <laughs> but my electrolytes are on fire. I feel all renewed and replenished. And yeah. Anyway, there you have it, folks. That was that was Geeksters for this yeah. week. A hundred and sixty-two plus episodes, right? In the can. You know, that's right. Three long years. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Long years. Man, it feels like 52 weeks. <laughs> Man. You the, mean 100? <laughs> well, I meant those years between year two and year three. Feels like 52 <laughs> weeks, man. Oh. Man, between, I can't believe it's been 365 days since the last anniversary. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's surprising, though, because I, sometimes I feel like, like something's just happened, and it was like a long time ago that this just, like getting us on Aquanet felt like not, like it felt like not, right. like like it's been almost two years since it's been on Aquanet, yeah. you know? So for me, it was like, yeah, it's been about a year. Now it's been like almost two, you know? and yeah. it's like, wow, that's kind of amazing. Yeah, because we were doing the podcast for about a year before we went on Aquanet Radio. Yeah. Just about a year, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Because just... I remember we went on in August. Yeah. So it was coming up on our one year. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, is that right? Look at us. Oh, you remember that? Okay. I remember, I remember that, sure. Because I remember how nervous you were. <laughs> You're like, what are we going to do? What are we gonna do? I'm like, oh, we'll be fine. It's internet radio. It's not like anyone listens. But <laughs> <laughs> we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, really. Jeez. <sighs> well, there you have it, folks. Yeah. Um. Again, thanks for joining us for the ride. Hope to keep you strapped in for more. Yeah. And next to... next week we'll uh we'll have some movie reviews. Yes, because we'll be seeing the Spectre movie. That's right. James Bond. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. And uh I'm sure you're gonna have a video game or two that you can review. Probably not. Okay. I'm not I mean thanks. honestly I'm not picking up black Oh excuse me. I'm getting I'm getting the burps and hiccups now because of the Gatorade. Uh. Um I'm not picking up black ops. You're not? I no. thought you were. No, I was too late on the uh, GameStop deal. Oh, really? I was a day late, so I was like, well, fuck it, I'm not getting Black Ops 3. Yeah. Fuck that. But, uh, I mean, next week, yeah, I mean, two weeks I'll have Fallout 4. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? I'm, I'm sure you'll see some game that, you know. I will, will probably. T- twinkle I, your eye there. And- 
Now, well, since since I do work for the business, I probably will take Black Ops Three home mm. and try it out, so I can review it. Like that's gonna be my excuse. Yeah, I mean, I'm allowed to I'm allowed to borrow games um, from work, so I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna borrow it so I can review it for the show. All right. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll, we'll, see we'll have a few more stories and a few more laughs. That's right. Or I'll be out there begging on the street. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, but in the meantime, if we catch the shows live, you can on Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And while you're at it, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Tell your friends about it as well, and also tell your friends if they want to know where to get the podcast from. You can just hit the About section. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. Also, you can find us on iTunes or wordswiththegeeks.com for your podcasts. Or if you're a Google, Google user, Google, Google user, you can download a podcast app and search for us there. We'll be there for you. That's right. But in the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've heard or you've seen on the Facebook page, or if you have something, an article that you might want to you know, bring to our attention... You can give it to him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.